We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. I'm competitive. I want to win, but I also want to do it with integrity and style and grace and class and humility. I don't, because the teams that were important to me, the teams that allowed us to exult in the glory of the Chicago Bears were arrogant, and they wore it on their sleeve. It's football, mister! It's football, mister! Al Davis somewhere is spinning in his grave. And you know who else would laugh in Kevin Warren's face about that? The same man whose statue at which you stop to genuflect on your way in every morning. And what do we celebrate Jordan for? He's a shark. That's not graceful. That's not humble. There are two kinds of people, sheep and sharks. Anyone who's a sheep is fired. Sharks are winners, and they don't look back because they don't have necks. Necks are for sheep. You sound like everything that you have mocked for the last 30 years. This is who you are now. I contain everything. Like onions. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers? You get it. We both have layers. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 a.m. to 2. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It's the Bernstein and Holmes Show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And today, Mark Grody is in. So Lawrence had the right idea. Lawrence got on a plane, and he went to Phoenix yesterday, as soon as he possibly could. And then the storms came, and now Grody and I are here. And it's all good because of what modern technology allows us to do when it comes to broadcasting flexibility, and we can watch the snow swirl around us. How you doing, man? Good. I am relieved for Lawrence that he made it out of town. I was thinking, is he just stuck at home today? But good for you, Lawrence. I'm glad that you you made it to the desert. That is the place to be. I loved hearing that open, Dan, because I had the, the you and I have very similar experiences in life because we are around the same age. The only part that I was disappointed with is that the the George Cumby victim uh, did not make it into the open right there because George Cumby does go down as a victim of William the Refrigerator Perry, George Cumby, the defensive lineman who was summarily run over by, by the great fridge back in the day. And you are just one of the only people I could actually mention that name to, and you, it, it brings up the same memory. Well, the entire idea of William Perry was born out of spite. Yep. 
the the entire what was the name of the guy that Bill Walsh was it Will McIntyre that mm. that Bill Walsh put in the backfield yep. was it Guy McIntyre or Will Guy Guy McIntyre is that right McEntire. I think you're right I think yeah, you're right I think it might, and, might and, be and, Guy and so he put he put the, the 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 big fat guy in the backfield just to rub it in Ditka's face as they were beating him as they were shutting him out in the playoffs yep. and then in I think the Bears beat him twenty six to nine I want to say ten I'm, I, I'm turning it no no Rob's wait team. maybe I'm conflating scores yeah and and. That was the. That's when Jim McMahon was on the cover of Sports Illustrated after that win, one of the many SI covers, and the the whole idea of William Perry was petty and spiteful and arrogant. It was, the point was, look what we can do. We're doing this because we can, and it turned into an international phenomenon that was. I mean, again, cartoon characters and GI Joe figurines, and it was the. the it's the it's the NFL. The texts I got after that yesterday. Of people wondering, like, who who says you know, class and humility when it comes to how you want to win in the NFL? Like, at the <laughs> bottom of a pile after a fumble. Like, well, we, we would have recovered the fumble, but we're not going to resort to all of what other teams do at the bottom of the pile because that wouldn't be dignified and, and humble. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, that, does does that, Kevin that, Warren, does he disavow Dick Butkus? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great question. What I did realize, Dan about Kevin Warren was and maybe you know this is subject to change is that Kevin Warren is here to build the stadium he is here to find the best place to build the stadium and I I built him up as somebody that I mm-hmm. thought was going to interfere more on the football side and I was for it but listening to him it was like okay great CEO great aunt, polished guy I understand why he's impressive but he is he was hired to build a new stadium and that's what he's going to do yeah, but he said win championships. He came in, and when he said, I was with the Rams, and I, he's touting himself as, as a football guy. And the football stuff that comes out of his mouth doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, that's the so, thing. Yeah, that's what, but, that's what I trifle with. It isn't, it isn't just us. Now, I'm with you because I also believed that his standards that he would set for this team had to do with football as well, regardless of what he was going to do with the stadium. But the more I hear him talk football, the less trust I, I have in any of that. So we'll see. And now the Bears are, are off Bearsing, doing their thing, looking for second-tier offensive minds to come fix yet another improperly aligned offensive situation for them. But we should mention our producer is Ray Diaz. Adam Studzinski is our executive producer. Brandon Fryer is helping out. Connor O'Donnell and Kevin Lapka doing the video stuff, 312-644-6767. And I mentioned before what we were going to be doing, but I'll mention it again. Ian Happ at 11, Joe Strowski 1125. We've got High Noon at 11.40, Kevin Fishbane, 12.25, Jordan Wicks at 1 on the eve of the Cubs convention and all the Bulls stuff that's going on. So, cool things. The latest name, we'd heard the name Shane Waldron yesterday, and my response is, okay. And now we hear the name Clint Kubiak. I, uh, on Clint Kubiak, I... I do think lineage is good. I mean, I, I appreciate that he he's had a lifetime of learning from Gary Kubiak, his father, who did win a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Here's my problem with Clint Kubiak, and here is the way I'm, for the most part, going to grade all of these offensive coordinators. It is by experience in play calling and results of play calling. And this, this is a, as a result of Luke Getze. 
the Luke Getze's biggest issue, I think, coming in was a lack of experience in actually calling plays. He had never done it. We know who he worked with. We know he comes from Green Bay. You know, he learned under strong people. But ultimately, I think that's where he, you know, to oversimplify, that's where Luke Getze went wrong. He had never done it before. And I believe as time goes on, it is possible that Luke Getze can become a consistent play caller, play designer, all of that. So that that is what I am going to be looking at with guys. And Clint Kubiak, to me, doesn't have enough successful experience. His first experience calling plays was in Minnesota in 2021 um, after – he was after replacing his dad, <laughs> Gary Kubiak. That's an eight and nine season for Minnesota that year. The the passing offense under Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson was eleventh that year. The rush offense with Dalvin Cook was seventeenth. The total offense was twelfth. Not terrible, but not good enough. Then he goes to Denver in 2022, where he's not calling plays. He is under Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously was an awful coach. He did take over play calling, but after 10 games that year, they got incrementally better with with Russell Wilson there, but not enough to move the meter. And then last year, he is the passing game coordinator under Kyle Shanahan. So he's not calling a single play this past year under Kyle Shanahan. So Mm. not enough experience altogether and not enough recent experience experience and it's great who he's learning under but you're going to bring a guy in who hasn't called a single play in the past year that does not move the meter for me at all and let's face it organizationally for the Chicago Bears we play that we play the bad quarterback game all the time and we can do that list if we want but we can also do the list of bad offensive coordinators organizationally this has always been an issue so it's time yep. to and I've let it go before Dan when we've had these searches I was like oh that's another good name well that's another fun name great the, the parade of OCs I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to look and see their actual experience because it's gotten to be a joke when it comes to Bears play callers through the years. Well, and the point being that, and we were talking to Jason Leisure about it yesterday, when they decided to go down this road and say, well, we're just going to hire a coordinator under a coach who may be on thin ice this year with a win-now mandate, that you're not going to get any of the top names. You're going to get a second tier at best guy. So Jason Leisure yesterday said you can cross off the top 20 or 30 names. And I was a little taken aback by that because I thought maybe that number was smaller, that maybe you'd miss out on the top seven or eight guys. And so he he sort of bargained it, We and, and we, we haggled over it to about 10 or 15. But the, it, it's obvious that that's where they are that they're going to get a second-tier offensive guy, that they're back doing this again, as predicted, young and hungry, and Clint Kubiak would be one of those names, or you're going to get somebody who fits the category of old and desperate, whether they're just going to settle on, on a Frank Reich type for you know letting him recharge his batteries with, with a little less pressure on him. And, and it's, it sucks, because they didn't have to do that. They could have thought big, and they could have made a much larger move to get everything aligned, but it's going to be just a guy. And maybe he's going to be good and maybe he's going to be bad. But Bears history suggests that that guy lasts two years and then he's fired. Yeah. I mean, and you can't like this is and I feel like we've probably said similar things in the past with Bears quarterbacks that have been here. But has there ever been a more important year to support whomever the quarterback no, is going to be this year? That, is it ever? No. And that's why the, of all the years 
of all the years to to bears it. This wasn't the time with here's your new president. And the, the 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 large scale, the macro of everything suggested here's finally the time to do something that that isn't an echo of your ignominious history. And they couldn't avoid it. It was right there. It was right there. And they yeah. settled back into their comfort zone. Hey, well, we'll look for a reason to keep this guy because he's nice and he goes to, you know, he's, he's, he's here early and he works hard and everyone likes him. Okay, great. Have fun. Yeah, because it, and also, Dan, if it, if it is Justin Fields, if somehow, some way, Justin Fields is still your quarterback, it's desperation time. And you obviously something did not click with Justin Fields and Luke Getze. So you're desperate to make him good. And then if you bring in Caleb Williams. I don't think it's going to be Fields. I, I, I think, I think in, in, with every day that goes by, it's looking very clear it's not going to be Fields. You're probably right. I mean, I collected a lot of clues from the, the Ryan Poles portion of the press conference that told me they have certainly not ruled out Justin Fields with some of the things that, and even some of the things that that Eberflus was saying, because he talked about how they're looking forward to him, you know, paraphrasing, being better next year. Justin Fields, as if he would be there. Now that could mean a million different things, and they could be throwing us off the scent. I think you're probably right, but I did come away from that press conference being okay. They are going to look closely at the potential of bringing back Justin Fields and maybe drafting a quarterback in the first round. I'll be I'll be very clear. I do. I want them to draft a quarterback at number one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. In Odyssey Station. Get old, we start looking back and say, looking at the things we've done in our lives that are that are great, and that's probably as, as good as it gets. So it's nice to talk to people who were there and who remember it, and who can remember some of the stories that I've forgotten. So that's been that's been another thing that's been great is just uh, having my memory refreshed. Uh, warms the cockles of my heart to hear from Luke Longley. What a terrific guy! And I have to say that. 
years ago. I don't know if you remember this, Mark Grody. There was a, a profile of Luke Longley that Rick Tellender did. I think it was for Sports Illustrated. And back in the 90s, Tellender said this about Longley. He said, Luke Longley is going to be a great old man. Mm. He said there's just something about his demeanor, his makeup, the just his his oh the way he carries himself. He just he he always he always saw an like an older man in Luke Longley, and now we're actually seeing it, and he's right. <laughs> yeah, he looks great, man. The, the long shadow. I mean, I don't. Well, maybe by the size, I could have maybe gotten to identifying him. But I don't think that he's recognizable as Luke Longley when I saw that picture of him. No, but he just, it, it's, he, yeah, he is to me, I guess. Okay, that, you know, that, right. that was That was also one of those guys you knew was always available and always had things to say. He just, the, the affable Aussie it was something that, that just, that really fit him well. And then he, he was never the same after he hurt his shoulder, allegedly body surfing. I'd love to ask him now if that's really how he hurt himself. Mm. Do you think he would admit it if it was something something else? Or yeah, by now? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. That's true, Schuster. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Right. I always found it was interesting about the big men of that era. I find them all to be sort of sympathetic, charming characters because that they uh, that that was where the big men didn't as much as they did try to establish every one of those guys early in games you know whether it was Cartwright or Luke Longley uh Edwards to some degree and Wennington was more shooting from the outside but all those big men just seemed like sympathetic characters who at times were abused by Michael Jordan whether on the court or off of the court and they're all just like kind of charming sympathetic characters and I would put Luke Longley in that and he was a Important. Don't get me wrong. Like, all those guys were important to the Bulls, but they were pushed aside because of of Jordan and the guard oriented offense that they ran. Except for Cartwright. I, yeah, I he would, pushed I back. Would say that's true because Cartwright. No, that was Cartwright was a presence, a a sage grandfatherly presence who was a, a bad dude. Man, Cartwright was a, was was gentle, but you don't you didn't mess with him, and not even Michael messed with him. Ever, well, he told and him I, not to mess with him, didn't he? And, I mean, he yeah, he and, like, I'm not, I'm, and not just not just physically. Like there was an understanding that, that 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 was an OG, and even though he wasn't at the peak of his powers physically, that there was an understanding about that. He had a gravity, is the word I'm looking for. The, the, the Cartwright always carried himself with a certain kind of gravity. And also, the other thing to remember about the Bulls, and what really should be celebrated about sort of the apotheosis of the Jerry Krause vision was that the the game was about the center. The game was about the battle of, of the bigs, of, of the titans inside. And they were closest to the basket, and everything you did was, was, was built around them. But what was happening in the game, it, it began with what, um, what Jack McKinney did to understand how Magic Johnson could change things and the way that they navigated Kareem and Magic. And then Krauss understanding that because of what Tex Winter did, it could allow you to win a title with a two-guard being your best player. So it isn't so much the individuals themselves. It's, it started with what the position didn't mean as much. And, yeah, they went to the, the, the post early, 
and Phil felt very strongly about that. And then it was high pinch post actions and high split post actions and using the post as a fulcrum in a way that predicted much of modern NBA basketball, the very same principles. The angles are, are wider. The vectors have have changed because the court has gotten smaller as everybody can move. But that was, in, in a large part, Tex Winter's vision. It's just that Tex's idea was built around more two-point shots. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that has all been adapted to understand how much the three-point shot is, is the currency of the game right now. But, yeah, the, the, the Bulls, that Bulls team winning 72 games, building around a two-guard, is meaningful to, to basketball writ large. Well, and I think the other part, too, Dan, you talk about how important those big men were as, as far as what they were trying to run offensively because the big men were real in the league then and the post games were real. What Cartwright did defensively was pretty huge as well. And he, he was, he did not back down. A lot of players actually thought he was dirty because of those sharp elbows. So, and, and maybe- Oh, I think we lost Mark Grody. So he's going to have to he'll have to hook him up, and uh, we'll get him reestablished. Cylons got him. Yeah, the, well, the Cylons have been on a rampage lately because Ray's a damn double agent. We learned that. Hey, man. No, we 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 learned that that we we you you showed it yesterday when all of a sudden my predictive had, powers. Yes, because you had inside information about what was going to happen with Mike Florio because you were getting tipped off. Mike Florio from, will drop it three. To whoever your exactly whoever your contact is in the world of the evil Cylons, so don't you no 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 no. This text is awesome. This observation, it is that Luke Longley now. Check it. He checked yourself before you. Yeah, there you are. So hey, this this text, Luke Longley looks like every member of Wilco rolled into <laughs> one giant awesome dude. I saw that as well. That's I fantastic. That, well. that is like a Voltron. Like if you took every member of Wilco and, and created a giant Voltron, it would end up current Luke Longley. That that's it. Except for except for this is this is Always my opportunity to tell everybody that I was in marching band with Glenn Kochi, the drummer of Wilco. Really? Who doesn't have that look. Yes, yes. Coach, as we called him in uh, at Lake Park High School. So, yes, yes. Okay. And what did you play in marching band? I played the bass clarinet. I was a bass clarinetist, and we traveled, and we were good, and we did really? the nationals thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we were a marching man to be reckoned with. And, yes, Glenn Kochi was the, the best drummer, you know, s- number one snare drummer all four years. He, he was the absolute best drummer. So it is surprising to none of us that he has gone on to great heights as the drummer of Wilco, the second or third drummer of Wilco. We had a Cubs trade yesterday that uh, happened like just before our show is when we got the news, so we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it. I think it's worth unpacking some of the information here because the Cubs got a dude. They got they got one guy who is going to be, from what I can tell, on the major league roster, and he was the Pacific Coast League Player of the Year. 
So I saw the name and I didn't really. But when you are making trades like this, in the words of Craig Calcaterra, who who did some analysis of the deal, he said it's a good old fashioned baseball trade. He said this is one where the Dodgers have so much talent that they've got a guy who's just blocked. He's got nowhere to go in their system. And the Cubs gave up some longer future potential to get a guy who's going to help them now. And that's the way good trades are supposed to work in sports. So we'll tell you all about this new member of the Cubs here with the Cubs convention getting going. Ian Happ's going to join us at 11, Jordan Wicks at 1. So they will be top of mind amid all of the Bears offensive coordinator search and the Bulls celebrations. Bernstein and Holmes with Mark Grody in on the score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I don't know a lot about I watched his, his hitting films last night when I saw the trade. He can hit. There is no doubt about it. He can hit. He's fundamentally sound. He's a strong kid. Um, I did not get to really see much of him playing third base. The familiar voice of Ron Coomer. He is going to be his own affable presence at the Cubs convention that is getting going right now at the Sheraton downtown. Dan Bernstein, Mark Grody with you on Sports Radio 670. Do be careful today, please. Don't go out if you can avoid it, and things are going to get real ugly here once the deep freeze sets in, so make sure you get your... Your car cleared out and your sidewalks clear, your stairs all shoveled the moment this snow ends because this is uh, this is the old nasty time. We knew it was coming. We sort of had a a, a freebie of a December, and uh, according to forecasts, that we're probably going to pay for it in the next uh, next few weeks here. The Cubs acquired Michael Bush and Yency Almonte from the Dodgers in exchange for teenage prospects Jackson Ferris and Zaheer Hope. And, Gross, did you notice now that the Dodgers... Oh, we lost Grody again. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I at least noticed this, and certainly Twitter noticed that the Dodgers, with this trade, have Ferris and Bueller. Not sure what that means to anybody who isn't of a certain age, but now they have both. So I can bring you the uh, opinions here of a couple of national baseball writers on the trade because look, I I don't I I can claim I know who Michael Bush is, but I can just call up his page and look at the numbers and see how some of this stuff may project. Bush, according to Calcaterra, said maybe a very good get for the Cubs, a nine twenty one OPS in one hundred and thirty eight games at Double A a 930 OPS in 209 games at AAA over the past few years. He simply has no place to play in the Dodgers' infield, so their loss is the Cubs' gain. And here's what Joe Sheehan says. He says regarding, and he's talking about uh, Imanaga and Bush, he says, I'm more excited about the trade for Michael Bush. Bush had nowhere to play in Los Angeles and should be able to carve out space at an infield corner for the Cubs. He was a consensus top 60 prospect a year ago, and the line at AAA in two years is 293-385-544. There is some contact rate risk. He struck out a third of the time in the majors last year, but Bush could very well end up a three-year solution for the Cubs. And this is this is Sheehan now, one of the better hitters in a lineup that has a lot of 110 OPS plus types. He said, if I had to pick today, I have the Cubs winning the NL Central. Wow. I like hearing that. Yep. I think, you know, a couple things. 
And whatever gets you closer to to not having Christopher Morrell play an infield position is fine by me. Right. Or or not depending too much upon Nick Madrigal or even Patrick Wisdom is is okay with me. So I think that's interesting. You could put him at first base or third base, the the lefty power. I mean, we don't know yet. You know, he played 27 games in the big leagues. He was obviously excellent at the minor league level with, you know, 618 slug, 4431 OBP, 323 average. Really can play all over the infield. So he's one of those types of guys. So first blush, I, I certainly like it. And, you know, you, you need to continue to bring in power and in bats. Did you hear Ron Coomer this morning? He was on the Molly and Haw show with Marshall Harris sitting in, and he sounded like pretty confident, like like almost saying that Cody Bellinger is going to be back with with the Cubs. And it makes sense, right, at this point, with not having yeah. hooked up with anybody else. I didn't hear that specifically, but we you never know with usually a, a Boris client is going to wait. And usually Boris is going to continue to to make to accrue value because of time, and that's been his play. But I don't know. It, ultimately, it's it's not up to Boris, or as people on this station seem to love calling him Boros, even though that's not his name. But <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. People I, on I the station. <laughs> it, it's always been that way. I know. It, for, it, it's it's so I I I've never understood it. George Offman called him Boros. David Boros. Schuster called him Boros. Bruce calls him Boros. Yeah. It's not. It's not his name. His name is Boros, no, like Boris never, Karloff. He, or, you know, he's never ever in his life been Boros. That that has never no it's Boris. existed. Yeah, right. like Bo- Boris Gudinov, Boris Badinov, right. Boris Karloff, <laughs> Boris Spassky, really Boris Epstein. <laughs> It's it really it's 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 not all that hard, <laughs> but no, I did not hear that. I do think that there is some downside risk to Bellinger, looking at some of the numbers and 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 hard hit rate and seeing where that was. But when you have a guy who the 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 key for Bellinger too is even if his offense moderates a little bit off of last year's bounce, even if you shave ten percent, it's the defense. It's the fact that he's oh, an elite, big time. elite defender at two positions. Which I never realized. I mean, maybe I could have known that, but he was just so famous for his bat. I did not realize how good of a center fielder he was, and he is absolutely excellent. It's always about that first step for me, for outfielders and specifically center fielders, and he always had it. Like, his judgment, I know that that's very, like, simplex. His judgment of fly balls is, like, precise. And, and it's too bad because, you know, you were in a situation, again, similar to Albert Almora, where you're waiting for the guy that you think is going to be your center fielder of the future, and that's Pete Crow Armstrong, who was another guy that was on the morning show today as well, PCA, who I love the idea of. I was on his bandwagon and all that, but he's not, I mean, unless he's made a big change with the bat in this offseason and it looks differently in spring training, he is not ready to be a major league hitter. Outfielder, probably, but he just, like last year when he came up, not ready yet, unfortunately. The Cubs are a really interesting team right now, but they they need a star. It's the only thing that they lack. Mm. If you look at how they're trying to put this together, 
that they're just like like she and noted. You've got a lot of guys who are going to be between one ten and one twenty. If you're looking at one of the, the the linear weight stats, whether it's WRC plus or OPS plus, that are the sort of the, the best stats to use. That if you got and if you want to use WAR, you're talking about you know Bellinger's going to be between three eight and four four, right? You, we know that you can pencil Nico Horner in as a four WAR player. We know that our next guest coming up in just a couple of minutes, Ian Happ, is going to be right around three and a half to four and a half, somewhere in there. And Swanson? Yeah, it's another guy. But he'll probably be around five because of defense, right? And and maybe there's going to be a little bit of, of age attrition there. But if you just start looking at ranges of who's going to be where, and depending on how Morell is used, and if you if you can keep him out of the field, yep. if you just want to DH Morell, there's value there too, and and he's not going to decrease his value and and bring that war number down because of how bad his defense is. My hope is, and I don't know, if maybe if, if I don't let Lawrence hear me say this, is is the Bush oh. acquisition the end of Nick Madrigal? I mean, that's what I said originally. I mean, the, the, yeah. that acquisition gets you closer to not having Christopher Morrell or Nick Matt. I don't mind Nick Madrigal being on your bench. I mean, just you, you just six man. Fine. Well, hey, all, all like a lot of these Cubs, Dan, like just, just put, put them in their correct perspective. Even Patrick wisdom. And I love yes. Patrick wisdom. I no, love he's... watching him hit home runs, but he probably is not a guy who should be playing every single day. No. Uh, so, so if you can, and, and that, goes to your point about bringing in stars or legit players you still have to and it goes for the pitching rotation as well you have to put guys in their right perspective and literally in their right order on this team if you want to legitimately compete and and not fall one game short of the wild card as they did last year that's Mark Grody and for Lawrence Holmes next up one of those tentpole Cubs players two-time gold glover Ian Happ is going to join us next on Sports Radio 670 the score we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.